chapter of Harambam Ilhot Perachot. This one is kind of a long one, so I'm going to try to go as fast as I can without obviously missing anything. Halacha Aleph. And this chapter, by the way, deals with the halachot of Netilat Yadayim. Anyone eating any bread that requires the Berachah of Hamosi before that, and we defined that in the last uh, couple of chapters, it needs to be from the five grains, and it needs to not be Pathaba Bekisanin. It necessitates also requires doing Netilat Yadayim. Netila, the word Netila literally means lifting elevating of the hand and uh, it's called that way because after we pour water on them and we're going to see exactly how the the halakha is that we have to lift them afterwards even though the bread is not sacred bread it's not the kind of bread that the kohanim eat the kohanim obviously do need netila uh, and, and being tahor, being pure, ritually pure, to eat teruma, and so on and so forth, obviously to eat lechem uh, apanim, the bread that's inside the Kodesh, but even any bread that is holin, it has a certain kind of a status and requires any lay person to do netilat yadayim before eating it, so long as that bread needs hamosi. Ve'af alpi. Shein yadam and this is regardless of whether or not his hands are dirty. This is regardless or of whether or not the person thinks that those hands have touched anything impure, like a dead animal. The halacha is a person may not eat until he washes both hands. Not only bread, but also any other food that is submerged in any of the seven liquids that are called mashkin, and these are water, dew, oil, wine, milk, or honey. So anything that's submerged there would also need netila before. And for Harambam, this netila would be with Beracha, which is why, according to Harambam, when in the seder of Pesach, people eat the karpas and they submerge it in water with salt or vinegar or wine, that is davashti bulobe mashkin, and that necessitates Netilat Yadayim with Beracha before. Halacha Bet. Kol hanotel yadav ben la'achila, ben l'kriyat shema' ben l'tfila. Anyone washing his hands or her hands, whether for eating purposes, for kriyat shema', and you'll note in kriyat shema' we said that Netilat Yadayim is uh, desirable, but it's not, it doesn't impede kriyat shema', even though, even though it doesn't impede kriyat shema', you would say Beracha, Ben litfila or for tefila, for tefila, someone, uh, anyone uh, who is ever doing any tefila, be it shaharit miha or arbit, must wash his hands or her hands first with beracha, says Harambam. So before, before washing the hands, before washing the hands, I repeat, before washing the hands, and this is consistent with Shulchan Aruch, Siman Kuf Non Kof Nun Het, Seif Yod and Yod Aleph. Before washing the hands, he says the following Beracha uh, He who sanctified us through his precepts or distinguished us through his precepts, the Sivanu and prescribed us on account of or on, on the matter of uh, the lifting, the, the, the elevating of our hands. 
and this is a mitzvah, a prescription by Hachamim, and the Torah is the one who commanded that we listen to the Hachamim because the Torah itself says, that we must do the Torah according to the prescriptions that the court prescribes to us. It's a biblical commandment to listen to the court, and the court is the one that said that we have to do with Beracha, which is why we say in the Beracha, blessed blessing you are Hashem, our Lord, eternal King, the one who prescribed us. So what does it mean who prescribed us? Who prescribed us indirectly by prescribing us to listen to the Chachamim. Umayim aharonim en mevarechin alehem she'enan ella mipenea sakana. Ulfichach hayav lehizaher bahen yater. And uh, the, the water that we use, the washing of the hands following the eating of bread, it's called Mayim Haronim, about which we'll also talk. They have no beracha because the reason for doing them is not a ritualistic prescription that has to do with Kedusha, but rather is an, a, a sort of like an edict. It, it's a, a custom, a ritual or a practice that was established by Hachamim because of health concerns. And given that it is because of health concerns, the Gemara Masechet Cholin says one must be even more careful. Hamirasa kantame isura, and Harambam codifies it here, ulfichach, and therefore hayav adam lizahed by miyater. A person must be even more careful about it. Alachad gimal. Netilat yadaim ben tafshil tafshil rashut. Washing hands between one and another dish within the same meal, that is permissible. It's not mandatory, it's not uh, something that it's better to do. Ratzanotel, rather if a person wants, he may wash his hands between food and food, like for example, some people wash their hands between fish and meat. Uh, Harambam has absolutely no problem with fish and meat being eaten together, but just the fact that one is switching dishes within a meal, sometimes some people would wash their hands in between. But this is totally voluntary. And fruits that are not teruma or maasrot, they do not need washing of the hands, unless, of course, as, as we said before, you are eating them submerged in another liquid. And whoever, whoever washes his hands before eating uh, fruits, even when these are not wet, then this is simply uh, arrogance and uh, being presumptuous and, and uh, pretending as though you are better than everyone else and are doing something that is not required. Kal et hamelah, a person who is measuring salt, sadich nadiladadani baharona, shemei yeshbo melech sedomit, o melech shetiv o keteva melech sedomit, v'yavid yadav alayna v'yisame. Someone measuring salt, uh, this is not eating bread, but also within the same established practice of washing your hands after eating bread that had salt, so too if you handle the salt directly, if this salt had within it uh, salt from Yam HaMelach, which is a very uh, a, a, a salt that is very uh, concentrated in, in uh, magnesium chloride, MgCl2, and therefore it's a little dangerous for the eyes, or any other salt that has a similar chem chemical quality, then that person must wash his hands afterwards, sort of like my Mahanonim. 
ומפני זה חייבים לנטול ידיים בסוף כל סעודה מפני המלח. This is the very reason why we wash our hands at the end of every meal because of the salt. ובמחנה, and soldiers who are at, at their camp, at their encampment, פטורים מנטילת ידיים בתחילה מפני שהם תלויים במלחמה וחייבים באחרונה מפני הסכנה. Soldiers must not, need not do נטילה before eating bread if they are in the מחנה but they must do so at the end because this is not a, 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 a ritualistic establishment which Hachamim can wave, but rather it's a reality and they understood that handling certain kinds of salts leaves chemical traces on your hands which can then cause eyesight issues if you then touch your hands afterwards. So there's no discounts for soldiers there. Now, until where do we wash our hands? Until where the, the hand joins the arm, meaning the wrist. <clears throat> and how much water do we have to use? We need simply a mere, which is a little under three ounces, for both hands together. So, Three ounces for both hands together is more than enough. And anything that would be an impediment, that would be hasisa, when someone submerges their entire body for tevila, and this is all in Hilchot Mikvot, Perek Bet, hoses bin tilat yadayim would also be an impediment for nitilat yadayim. And any kind of water that is is apt, is good for a mikveh, also is uh, good for washing the hands, for this revi'ait that you need for washing the hands. Halakha he. Kol ha-tsarikh netilat yadayim, im hitbil yadav b'meh mikveh, eno sarikh davar aher. Now, instead of pouring water on your hands, Anyone who needs to do Netilat Yadayim can instead submerge his hands in a mikveh, and that is enough. However, if the water in which he's submerging his hands is not a proper mikveh, for example, if you have a, 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 a basin filled with water, uh, which is maim she'uvim, it's maim that is not naturally concentrating water from rain, or if you don't have enough water in there to concentrate the mikveh, and that amount is uh, 40 se'a, which is uh, roughly the amount necessary to cover an average person's body at once. So that water is no good for submersion. And the only other way that this water can be, can effectively uh, uh, exempt you from the yadayim is if you pour it on your hands, netila. So I said before, netilat yadayim is called netilat yadayim, the, the lifting of the hands, um, because you have to raise your hands. This is uh, what we are about to start saying. Anyone saying netilat yadayim needs to uh, care for four things. Bamaim asman, shelo yehu pesulin lintilat yadayim. The water themselves, they must be proper for the Tilat Yadayim. And in 
The amount of water needs to have at least one revi'it, which is about three ounces for every couple of hands. And it needs to be through a utensil of some sort, some container. The water needs to come from a container onto one's hands. And on the actor, that there must be a person actively lifting that container and pouring the water. The water cannot come automatically. So just to preview what we are about to study in more detail, if you had some sort of an automated container that had a mechanical system that you press a button and the container itself starts tilting until it pours water onto your hands, this may be not fit for Netilatadaim because it's not coming, it's not a person that is uh, against gravity causing this, this container to pour the water onto the hands. There is four things that invalidate the water. If they look different, if they were left uncovered for a long time, or if they were used for any other task, for example, if you uh, wash your, your paintbrushes in it, or if they are unfit for drinking for animals. How so? Water that no longer look like they, like they used to, whether it's this change happened while they're while they are in containers or on the earth, or whether because of something that fell into them or because of where they are, they are unfit. Also, if they are left uncovered, a time that is sufficient to make it prohibited to drink them. And as a preview, Nefesh Rambam is going to explain a Gezerah that Hachamim made also because of Sakana, which is any kind of liquid of the seven liquids we mentioned before that is left uncovered for a time that is long enough. For any reptile to come and drink from it, then th these waters become drink from. So if su such a such a long time passed for the water, not only can you not drink from it, but also since it's not fit for drinking, it's not fit for netletadaim. Any water that was used for any kind of task, any melacha then they are no longer water, but they are water that is supposed, is meant to be disposed of right now. They are uh, used water, and therefore they are no longer fit for Netilatadaim. Kesad, how so? What's an example? Water that was uh, drawn from the well, and then after being drawn from the well, they were used for washing clothes, for laundering, or they were used for, for um, uh, you know, the, the bread back in the day. If it got hard, people wouldn't throw it out. They would just wet it in water, and then they would eat it if you use it for that. 
whether this was done in water that was already inside the container or water that was laying on the ground, pesulin in tilatiadain. This water becomes unfit for netilatiadain. Hediach bahen kelim mudachin ochadashim. If he washed, if he washed uh, some sort of uh, of kelim, kelim could be either uh, either clothes or it could also be any kind of containers. If uh, anything was washed with this water, whether these clothes are new clothes or old clothes, lopesalan. Sorry, if, if you wash clothes that were already washed or clothes that were new clothes, and you do that just for softening the fabric, not to clean it, then this did not invalidate the water. Kake is something that it, it's a word still used in, in Arabic. It's the, some round kind of like bagel. So the, let's uh, bring it to our society. The water that you use to submerge the bagels in before you bake them, that's how you make uh, bagels, that water is pasul from the However, the ones from which the, the baker takes a little bit while baking or, or while kneading to make the dough, that second, that latter kind of water is not pasul. Because it's only the water that he takes and that he then proceeds to pour inside the dough, that is the used water, but the water from which that water came is not used in and of itself. It was just the source of the water that was then used. And therefore they are fit for Netilat Yadayim. Any water that a dog won't drink from, like for example, if it's very bitter or very salty or too ugly or it smells bad, to a point that a dog will not drink them. If this water is inside the container, then the, the standard is a little bit higher and one may not use such water for netilatadaim. However, if the water remains on the ground, then it would have been good for a mikveh. A mikveh can have water that is not uh, that is not worthy for a dog to drink from. And therefore, if you want to submerge your hands in a mikveh that is still on the ground, and has sufficient quantity, arba'im se'a, 40 se'a, and you want to submerge your hands as netilatadaim, then that's fine, even if the water is not worthy for a dog to drink from. Hametevaria, the hot springs of uh, what's called Tiberias today. Bimkoman, if you, uh, if, if you want to wash your hands there in their place, and they have this smell of sulfur, so, so they stink, but still they are, they are okay for tevila. So if you want to submerge your hands in them, then that's fine. However, if you dislocate them, if you displace this water elsewhere, or you take with a container from those hot springs and want to wash with them, then they are not fit for netilatadaim because they are not fit for an animal to drink from. Halachayod. Yesh la notel, liten al yadav me'at me'at ha'sheiten kashi'ur. 
ואם נתן הרביעית כולה בשטיפה אחת כשר? That we said that you need to have one רביעית for both hands, it doesn't mean that everything needs to come at once, but you can actually, uh, you, can, you can pour water a little bit after a little bit until you amount to רביעית. נוטלין ארבעה חמישה זה בצד זה או יד זה על גב זה בשטיפה אחת ובלבד שיעפו ידיהם כדי שיבוא ביניהם המים ויהיה באותה שטיפה כדי רביעית לכל אחד ואחד. Furthermore, you can have four or five people putting their hands either one next to another's hands or even one's hands on top of someone else's hands so you can have like this column made of hands, pairs of hands, one on top of the other, and then somebody else goes and pour water on all of them. That's fine for Medjet Adayim, so long as uh, the people who are on top are leaving their hands loose enough so the water can reach the ones that are on the bottom, and so long as there is at least one Revi'ait per person. Halakha Yud Alef. En atnim layadayim, lo vedafnot hakelim, velo beshule hamahas, velo baharasim, Now we are talking about what you can use as a container for Netilat Yadayim. You may not use as a container for Netilat Yadayim the, the outside of, of the containers. So some containers have uh, on, on the outer edges, they have enough so water can fit in there. Um, you can't use that, you have to use the inside. Shuleha Mahas Again, it's something similar. Is imagine a huge pot of of uh, of uh, mud, a mud pot, and the handles are not orifices; they are not holes, but they are actually concave, uh, sort of like a spoon-shaped uh, shape. That's the handle, and you can see them in museums. Uh, you cannot use that that handle as a container for water for Tliatadaim. Harasim, you can also not use. loose pieces of uh, ceramic, of mud. Megufate havit, you can also not use the, a, a cap of a, of a bottle uh, that, that's not meant to contain something in it, even though it can contain something in it. However, if you then make that cap into something that is meant to do netila, and you actually repurpose it for that purpose, then that's fine. Hemet, Hemet is a uh, is is some something that is like a I think it's called a a sock, but I'm not sure. It's something that's made of leather, and uh, and you you fill both sides. It, it, sorry, it has holes. So you take two pieces of leather, you 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 saw them from both sides, which makes you end up with something that has two holes, uh, one on each side. Eventually, you'll close one of them, and that is going to, call, to be called a nod when you close one of them, but until you close it, it's called hemet, so it's open from both sides. So until you, you close it, it, it really doesn't contain anything because as soon as you hold it, it loses all, all the water that's in there. Basically, it's like a cup with no bottom. Uh, the kupa, kupa is... Uh, is uh, uh, something that has uh, holes in it, like some sort of a basket that has holes in it and doesn't hold the water. So all of those things are not good, are not a proper kelim to use for Antilatia Daim.
אבל שק או קופה, אף על פי שתיקנן, הם נותנים מהם לידיים, so שק אין קופה, those are the baskets, even if you fix them in a way that they no longer lose water, they are still not good for the ידיים. ולא ייתן לחברו בחופניו שאין חופניו כלי. And also, one may not use his own hands and, and fill your hands with water to pour them on your friends because your hands are not a container. וכלים שנשברו שבידה המתהדת אותן מדי טומאה, אין נותנים בהם לידיים מפני שהם שברי כלים. And a kelly, as הרמב״ם אקספרס in הלכות כלים, a very long treatise, also משנה is a very long treatise, uh, a, a kelly, something that has human use, it's fit for human use, it's also fit to, to, to receive טומאה. And at some point, it becomes so unusable when it breaks that it crosses the threshold and it's no longer a keli. The moment that threshold is crossed, then it's also no longer a good enough keli for natilat yadayim. Halakha yod bet. Bechol hakelim notnim layadayim, afilu keli gelalim uchli adama, vehu shehiyu shelamim. You can use any kind of instrument to, to wash the hands of whatever material, even ones that are made from earth mud or ones that are made from feces. Uh, in India, they still do that nowadays. They mix mud with feces and they make, uh, they make all sorts of containers with that. Um, so it's not something respectable, but you're still allowed to use it so long as they are whole, that they are not broken. And now, another, this is, I think, the most relevant for us, any container that cannot contain within it about three ounces or that doesn't have within it three ounces of water, then you cannot use it for Nantilat Yadayim. Yod Gimal. Hakol kasherim liten layadayim, everyone is fit to do the lifting of the water to pour it onto someone else's hands. Afilu even someone who is not obligated on mitzvot, like someone who is deaf and mute, or someone who has some kind of a mental disability, or a minor, those things, although they don't have the capacity for mitzvot, they, they do have the capacity for doing netilat yadayim. Ve'im en sham aher, and what do you do if there is nobody else to do netilat yadayim for you? Maniyah hakeli ben birkav v'sak al yadav, Look at the order Harambam says. We, we are all used to uh, just uh, doing it ourselves. That's not the ideal way. But when we do it, we just grab the cup with one hand, pour it onto the other hand. And that's fine, as Harambam is going to explain. But it's interesting that the first option Harambam gives is to put the container between your knees and through your knees, tilting it until you pour it onto your hands. Or you hold it with your arms, uh, like uh, under, sort of like next to your armpit, uh, like a bottle or anything, and then like that you tilt it until it pours water onto both of your hands together. Or, third option is what we do. Or you take one hand and pour it onto the second hand, and then you take the second hand and pour it back on the first hand. Let me note, Harambam does not require any number whatsoever of, of uh, pourings. Once is more than enough. You don't have to pour three times or six times or 11 times. 
והקוף נוטל לידיים, and even if you had, uh, if, it, if it were possible, if you had a trained, a sufficiently trained monkey that could do this for you, you could use such a monkey to, to grab the, the natla, the container, and pour water onto your hands. In other words, it doesn't even need to be a human being. הלכה י"ד, השוקת שדולה האדם בידו או בגלגל ונותן לתוכה, והמים נמשכים ממנה בעמה והולכים ומשקים הירקות או הבהמה. So, uh, they used to have all of these mechanisms for agricultural purposes for the garden. They used to have the amma. The amma is, is, um, is, is a very long and thin sort of like tube or, or canal, some channel that is going to lead the water. And how does the water, and it has a sort of a, a slight slope that leads the water down to whatever you want it to get, normally to, to, to where you're planting something. And you pour the water onto that with something that's called shoket. Shoket is from lehashik, it's to, to draw the water. So it was some sort of, of, uh, of tool that you would use to draw water And at the same time, as you draw it, you pour it onto the amma, and that's going to lead the water. So pay attention. The first, the initial act of drawing the water and pouring it onto the amma is man-driven, which is the requirement for the Tiyatayim. But then from that moment and on, it's being driven by gravity through the canal. They used to have all of these galgalim. That's something that you can see today in some... Uh, old farms is some sort of like a mill you have this uh, this uh, wheel that has uh, several buckets in them and the wheel goes into the water and the bucket draws water and then as it goes up it turns around and goes up at some point the buckets turn on themselves and they pour the water so you are turning the wheel but then gravity is doing the rest And then that water is used to, to give water to the animals or, or, to, or to vegetables. And you, pour, you put your hands on the shocket. Uh, so you put your hand between that tool and the canal. And that's how you achieve, you, you, you make so that the water goes on your hands. This is not enough for Natila because you are not the one doing it. It's really the inertia and the gravity that are doing all the work for you. You're just putting your hand there. So from here, I think that uh, many hachamim understand our faucets today would have sort of like the same din, the same, it will be analogous to this example, in the sense that by opening the faucet, I'm just permitting a mechanism to do its own work. And just by opening the faucet, this is not considered sufficiently man-driven, human-driven. And therefore, that's not enough for me to just put my hands under it and wash them. I still require another container. However, if uh, the hands were sufficiently close to where a human being went and poured. So just imagine that someone is actually doing the pouring. So someone is holding a big bucket and pouring onto a canal. And I put my hands on the canal. If I just put them on the canal and gravity comes and washes them, that's not good enough. 
But if I put them close enough to the bucket, that even if the canal wasn't there, the water coming from that person's pouring would have reached me, then that is enough and that is a good netila. Halachav tetvav. Ma'im shenistapek lo'im na'asa bahen melacha o lo na'asa, im yesh bahen kashi'ur o shayen bahem, im en tehorin o temeim, safek natal, safek lo natal, sefeko tahor, shekol safek shebetaharat yadayim tahor. The rule is, whenever we have any doubt on whether the elements from Netilatadayim were satisfied, for example, I don't know if I use enough water, I don't know if the water was pure or impure, I don't know if the water was dirty or not, I don't know if, I don't remember if I washed my hands or not. So all of these things, uh, I, I don't need to go back and do Netilatadayim because any suffect that has to do with Taharat Hayadayim, of whether my hands are pure or not, we rule to be more lenient on this. I just want to point out that if you forgot if you did Netilat Yadayim or not, then at some point you're obligated to do Netilat Yadayim again, not because your hands are not pure, but because you had Heseah Hadad. You, 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 your mind was no longer thinking about your hands, and proof to that is you don't remember if you washed your hands or not, and therefore you'd need to do Netilat Yadayim again. But here we are talking about someone who just... He, he, he's thinking about his hands the whole time, he didn't distract himself from his hands, but he just doesn't remember if he didn't netilat yadayim or not. And in this case, he doesn't need to do it again. Halachat etzayim. Maim rishonim, netilat yadayim, the ones we do after, before eating bread, sarich sheyagbiya hiyadav lema'la, this is now the requirement for which we call netilat yadayim, netilat yadayim, a person must lift his hands above in a way that the water is drawn down by gravity and it doesn't have it doesn't have the possibility to touch the wrist which is not tahor and then come back and then retouch the hand if you if you pour the, the water on your hands and then you lift your hands and then you lower them right away then the water is touching the wrist and proceeding to touch back your hands and the moment it touches the wrist, the water becomes tameh, and then it makes your hands tameh. So you have to lift your hands until all the water flows down and away from your hands in a way that it can no longer come back to them. However, my maharonim, we want you to be pointing your hands downwards so that all of that uh, chemistry, all of that, those chemicals from the salt actually goes away from your hands. The first kinds of that you do before, you, you do it whether it's on top of a utensil of, an, of a container or on the floor. However, you may not do on the ground. You have to do in a container. Query if uh, you may do my maharanim directly on a, a sink, which may be like karka, I suspect for this case it's not like karka because the reason in holin, I believe it's kof vav or something, uh, I believe the reason Avaye says that you may not do it on the ground is because the, the water, that chemistry, the, 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 that salt, apparently the salt they used to use was very, very strong. And the chemicals of that salt 
as the water evaporates, they evaporate with it, and they believe that those vapors were also dangerous for the eyes. So there's no vapors, the water doesn't stay when you do it on, on, inside a sink, so I suspect that's good enough. Maim Rishonim, another difference between first Netilat Anayim and last Netilat Anayim, Ben Ur, Ben Besonen, you can do it with hot water or cold water, you may do Netilat Anayim with hot water. Aharonim, Enan En Nitalin Bahamin, Ve'u Sheyu Hamin Sheyad Soledet Bahen, However, my maharonim, we don't want them to be too hot, because if the water is too hot, then it's too hot for you to want to rub your, ha your hands together, and we actually want you to rub your hands to get rid of all of the traces of salt. So if they are not as hot as to make the hand have a reflex, that's shehayat soledet bahem, to cause a reflex to get away from that water, it's a certain threshold of heat, then if it's only warm and not hot, then that's uh, good enough for for uh, for, uh, for uh, my maharanim as well. L'chayut zayin. Notel adam yadav shaharit umatne alehen l'chol hayom ve'eno sarich litol yadav l'chol achila v'achila a person is permitted to do one washing of the hands in the morning, and that hand washing would be sufficient for the entire day, and he wouldn't need to wash his hands before eating food, uh, etc., provided that he never distracted himself from the hands. So long as he was paying attention to his hands, then one netilat time in the morning would be sufficient for the entire day. However, if he puts his mind away from his hands, then then he must do netilat yadaim again every time that he becomes obligated. Like for example, he's about to do a tefillah or about to eat bread, and so on and so forth. Now, what happens if you don't want to do netilat yadaim? One solution is to cover your hands with some kind of a handkerchief, sort of like a glove, and then you can eat bread or any any fruit that is uh, submerged in any of the liquids. Even if you did not wash your hands. A person who is feeding others doesn't need netilat yadayim. It's not the touching of the food, it's the eating that mandates netilat yadayim. But the person who is eating, even if someone else is feeding him or her, must do netilat yadayim himself or herself. And so too, someone who uh, eats with magrefa, with the, a spoon, uh, back in the day, people used to eat with their hands, so they had mostly a knife with which they'd cut, but all the food would be reached with their hand directly. So eating with some kind of a of cutlery was not normal. But even if you eat with cutleries, if you take a fork and you eat a piece of bread, you still need netilat yadaim so long as your hands are not covered. If you're wearing gloves, you don't need netilat yadaim. 
אסור להאכיל למי שלא נטל ידיו, אף על פי שהוא נוטל לתוך פיו. Like we started saying in your head, it's forbidden for someone to feed someone who hasn't washed their hands, even if you are the one who puts the food in their mouth. ואסור לזלזל בנטילת ידיים, and it's prohibited to, uh, to, to, to not, to disrespect or to not take seriously enough נטילת ידיים. וסיבוי הרבה סיבו חכמים על נטילת ידיים והזהירו על הדבר. החכמים were very strict and they prescribed it, uh, they insisted a lot on נטילת ידיים. אפילו אין לו מים אלא כדי לשתות, נוטל ידיו במקצתן ואחר כך אוכל ושותה מקצתן. Even if you have no water to drink, you can, you should use some of it to wash your hands and then you eat and then you drink the rest. Famous story with Rabbi Akiva when he was on death row to be executed by Imah Shemam, the Roman Empire, for teaching Torah publicly. They brought him water and uh, every time he would uh, uh, use half of the water they would bring him, which was very little, to wash his hands for the bread and the other half to drink. Um, another thing that I want to mention, this is a hidush from my, my rabbi, Chacham Yosef Faur HaLevi, he says that Chachamim uh, said that Netilat Yadayim was a prescription by Shilomu HaMelech. One of the reasons for that may have been that Netilat Yadayim was something that the poor had to do. Uh, the poor had to, had to uh, uh, be working with their hands, they had to eat bread more than anything else. So Netilat Yadayim was something that was often associated with the lower class. So in order to give more status to Netilat Yadayim, Chachamim said this was a tekana by no less than Shalomu HaMelech, who was really the wealthiest uh, Jew ever to live, uh, the, most, uh, the, the, the most luxurious king we ever had, who had so much gold and so much everything, and yet he was the one who established Netilat Yadayim to show you it's not something of the low class, but uh, quite the opposite. A person must uh, first dry his hands after before eating. And if you don't dry your hands after you wash them, then it's as if you're eating impure bread because the water that you have in your hands, it took the impurity from your hands, but that water itself is impure. And anyone who is doing my maharonim also must dry his hands before Bikat Hamazon. And one must do Bikat Hamazon right after my maharonim, and he must not uh, interrupt with anything else. Even to drink water. After doing my maharonim is forbidden, until a person says bikat amazon. Some rishonim take this a step further and say that you you may not talk, you may not talk after my maharonim, but this is not what Harambam believes. He just says you may not drink or eat, obviously, but you may talk. Uh, also, to point out here, Harambam did not mention anywhere that you may not talk between netilat yadaim and Hamosi. Uh, the one caveat to that is, if you talk enough 
that you're distracting yourself from your hands, then you do need to do the Tzadayim again. That's what happens to us in the Seder of, of Pesach. We we do the Tzadayim for the Karpas, and then we talk a lot. We discuss the Haggadah, we discuss the Surah of Misraim, and that talk is sufficient to distract us from the hands so that we need to wash again after we finish the Haggadah before eating the Masa. And with this, we finish chapter 6. We'll do chapter 7 probably later today, this evening, not right after this chapter.